G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Imagine if you lived in a nation where persecution was just par for the course. Regular day-to-day life, risking being arrested, imprisoned, even risking going before courts and being executed. What if, when you turned up at church on Sunday, you had to have a team go around and check for bombs? Uh, What if there was a threat from people who would attack you or mobs that would come and, because you're a Christian believer, uh, take some action to try and slow you down, cut you off and silence your voice? Well, let's get an update on what trauma does in situations around the world where persecution is severe. Simon Rattray is the founder of the Project 114. The ministry name comes from Philippians 114, where Paul says, Because of my chains, more of the brothers and sisters have been inspired to share Jesus boldly. Simon Rattray back with us. Simon, welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil, for having me back. Simon... Let me in on something here. When someone is traumatised, what happens to them? How deep do people get into trauma? We're used to this sort of thing when people have uh, dreadful tragedies or horrific accidents, Uh, but this is happening for people who are under persecution. Yeah, that's right, Neil. Um, We've got levels of trauma here, and I, I don't ever want to underestimate the pain that many people have and still are going through in our country because of violence and other forms of traumatic issues. However, in some of these countries where we work, the level of trauma is on a scale that is unimaginable. I mean, really in the West, we have no framework from which we can conceptualise the depth to which evil people will go to crush, butcher and annihilate Christians. And so in an example to give is I was in one country where I was speaking at a church and everybody seemed fine and I was looking at their faces and they were smiling at me. But as soon as I mentioned a recent traumatic uh, cataclysmic issue that affected so many people, they'd lost loved ones and there was persecution and war in the country, half of the congregation started shaking and falling down, lying down on the floor or on the church um, chairs because they were so traumatised by this event that I had figured by talking about purely in my attempt to encourage and edify them. And so what we're finding in some of these places and psychologists have discussed this for many years, that there's three kinds of trauma uh, or three kinds of people that come for trauma recovery. There's one group of people that you actually can't help them. They're going to die from it. Uh, It has taken such a mental and physical and physiological toll on their bodies that it's going to kill them. 
and that can be quite traumatic uh, for those who try to help them. Thankfully, that first group of people are in a minority. Then you have a second group of people who you can only partially help, and thankfully they're only in a fairly small minority. Then that you've got the vast majority of people who actually don't think anybody can help them at all, but at least they're open to some form of help. And once they've gone through our workshops, the vast majority of the third group are actually encouraged and strengthened and find resilience for the next kind of tragedy or persecution or trauma that will come against them. So the kind of triggers and flashbacks that people are, are living with in these countries uh, denies belief. And so these are the places where we feel called to help people the most. Here in Australia, if we go through some level of trauma, we can call a counsellor. We can lock in an appointment with a psychologist. But in a lot of these nations where you work, there are not many psychologists, not many counsellors to talk to. So people in church life have a major responsibility on their shoulders. Yeah, well, exactly. And uh, this is part of the Lord's Prayer where we're asked towards the end to forgive as we've been forgiven and to work with God to release the world from evil. You know, (laughs) lead us not in temptation, deliver us from evil. So there's a theme in here where we're called in every part of the Lord's Prayer to bring about through prayer and through intervention um, the kingdom of God on earth. And so this is exactly what we're called to do because um, all of us can be involved. We can't all go personally, but we can all go in prayer and in finance and in sending others so that as you know, Jesus called us to pray that uh, workers for the harvest field would be sent out because the workers are few, yet the harvest is plentiful. Here in Australia, when we have soldiers coming back from a battlefield, uh, we'll often be able to identify that they've got post-traumatic stress disorder. And no doubt that's something that's diagnosed by professional medicos. But when you're in a situation in these nations you're working in, people are open to uh, persecution on a day-to-day basis or they've lost loved ones. Uh, There's a post-traumatic stress disorder that they're going through. What you're describing when people get on the floor, it's like a shell shock. Any thoughts around how you might even make your own, I know it's a non-professional diagnosis here, but when you're working with these people, that's what they've got. Well, that's right. And in a lot of these places, it's very difficult to ascertain the level of trauma because uh, certainly in the third world, people are not used to talking about feelings. And so sometimes for the first time in their lives, people come into our workshops and are encouraged to discuss deep personal issues. And you know, if if we're not well prepared for that and our staff are not well trained, uh, that can create certain serious problems. So this defining what PTSD is and, and how it's functioning and affecting people can actually often be quite difficult because certainly that first group of traumatised people I described earlier where it, it seems unlikely that you can help them at all, it's going to kill them, uh, they are definitely people with long, long-term long PTSD. 
And no doubt they're the sorts of people who are candidates for a miracle. Let me ask you about the sorts of things that you might do in a counselling session or whether it's on Zoom in a group or with individuals because there's obviously power in debriefing when it comes to the trauma that people suffer. But there's got to be this other dimension that you work with, bringing God into the trauma situation. How does that make the big difference, Simon? Yes, well, because we believe, as all Christians, uh, that it's only the Word of God that can actually set people free uh, when they find the truth about their identity, that they are created for a purpose or in line with the title of our project series, Planted for Purpose, uh, that they may be buried or feel buried. And most of the time, it is true that people, people feel more... Uh, persecuted, more crushed, and more broken than they actually are. As Christians, there's always hope, and there's always healing, because that's been promised by the Lord. And so once we help people see that one day all suffering and all pain and all evil people will be dealt with, and God will bring his justice on the earth and set his people finally free... Well, they're able to start to see, well, not only are they always, with the help of the Holy Spirit, on a road to healing, but they can then begin to work with us and to work with God to be ministers of reconciliation uh, in their communities and in their countries to see the kingdom of God be seated upon the earth. Well, Simon, your ministry is growing. In fact, the problem is vast, as we might all appreciate. Persecution is on the rise. Uh, Numbers that say there are more than 300 million people around the world who are under high levels of persecution. So the need for what you do, there's almost an unlimited capacity for growth. Well, that's right, Neil, and some of the recent statistics that we've seen would suggest that the number's closing in on about 400 million Christians, and, you know, it's it's getting harder, yet uh, these are the places where God's kingdom is growing the fastest, and, you know, that's a lesson for us in the West, uh, without a doubt. So it is encouraging, but there's also incredible need, and... Some of the research I've seen recently suggests that there's, out of those 400 million Christians, there's probably around about only 25 to 30 million of them that receive any kind of support whatsoever, and only around about 5% of that 20 million receive any form of mental health care. So... We're dedicating our work towards the least of these in pretty well every one of these contexts. And the sort of thing that you do, bringing some support into those trauma situations, it's debilitating for individual, it's debilitating and destroying for families. So if you can keep people uh, aware of and on top of these issues around trauma, you'll be helping families to survive No doubt there's a wonderful opportunity for listeners today to be supportive of the sort of good work that you do. Project 114. Now, there is a website. When people go to the website, what sort of things will they see there, Simon, and and how can they then support? 
Yeah, thanks, Neil, and everyone listening. So on the website, you'll be able to see the projects we're involved in uh, and where we have uh, field staff who work with us to deploy our projects. As I said earlier, there are some projects that are in motion that we can't mention for security reasons. Uh, you'll see on our website stories, testimonies of how people have found healing and hope and uh, encouragement through our courses from some of these different countries. You'll also be able to see some of the beautiful art and art therapy work that my wife Alison develops, including poetry to help people find healing through creative expression. And uh, there'll also be an opportunity for people to support the work or sign up to our monthly newsletter because there's a lot that we can't share on social media that we can usually share in a newsletter. It's a shock to so many when they appreciate the significance of the number of people around the world who are under high levels of persecution because they are Christians and a practical way of being able to help by supporting those who are going through and have been through trauma. Project114.org.au is the website for Project 114. Project114.org.au. Simon Rattray, thank you so much for updating us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil, and thanks, everyone. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.